0: Welcome to House of Hope sermon of the week. We hope you enjoy this message from this past Sunday. For more information about other messages or events at House of Hope, visit www.ihope.today. Zach has been. Come on up, Zach. Zach has been at the Bethel School of Supernatural Ministry for two years. He's about to go for his third year. And Zach is the one of. The three kids that, this is what he always talked about doing. Zach always planned on it. He always said that Andrew kind of stole his thunder by going first. (laughs) But this was always Zach's dream to go and do. And it's been an amazing process to see that dream grow and change. And as a family, as a parent, we are incredibly proud of him. And I know as a house as well. So... Hey guys. How's it going? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So, how long have I been back for? Like two months? Two-ish months? Um, So, I'm just going to start with a bit of an update on what I've been doing for the past two years and even the past two months with work and whatever. Um, So, those of you that don't know, which I think most of you do. But <laughs> I've been at I've been at Bethel for the past two years. Um just finished my second year at their school of ministry. It was um awesome. Definitely yeah, definitely the best year of my life so far. Um learned a lot. Um Yeah, I was so pretty much the how the school works is you get put into um groups called revival groups and this year my pastor was um a guy named Jordan DeMarco. So, if you guys know Bethel Music, Christine DeMarco is one of their singers, and it's her husband. So, yeah. Annika, tag me in a post. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> um, so, yeah. What? Is it? All pictures of me are good pictures. Um, so, yeah, I was in his group um, this year. And, uh, he really helped me through a lot of stuff, um, throughout this year, just like processing a lot of the stuff I was dealing with, um, earlier in the year. And in about February-ish, um, like when I came home for Christmas in December, I wasn't really planning on doing third year. It was just, I was going to stay home and work, and I wanted to get a new car and just buy stuff, because I haven't gotten to do that in a while, and I like buying stuff, um, but then in, I don't know, end of January, beginning of February, I'm like, hey, maybe I should do third year. Um, and I like, prayed about it a lot, and I was like, oh, who do I want to do third year for? And then, like, a week later, I had a meeting with my pastor, and he just, like, I went in there thinking, um, he was gonna like, I needed, like, a lot of fixing and whatever that I was, like, messed up, but it took 10 minutes. And he was just, like, explaining some stuff to me. like, oh, I'm fine. Um, And then we just talked about sports and mission trips. Um, And after that meeting, I was like, I went up to him. I'm like, hey, uh, I want to intern for you next year. He's like, oh, cool. And he's like, he's kind of not awkward, but he's just kind of a goofy guy. So it was like, you could tell it kind of caught him off guard a bit. Um, So then as the intern applications opened, I applied for him. He was the only one I applied for. I did what they, what Bethel tells you not to do, and I only applied for one person. But it worked because <laughs> because I, I got the internship. Um, so yeah, I was super stoked about that. Um, everyone everyone who I'm interning with uh, was in my group this year, so I know all of them. There's, it's really cool. We all we've all known each other for over a year now, and really excited to be. Um, Doing the rest of the year with them and with Jordan and his family. (laughs) The heck was that? Um, So, yeah, and then, so that's kind of what I've been doing for the past two years. And then, past two months, I have been working my butt off. Um, It's funny because for third year, the tuition's only like $800 American. And first and second year was $4,500 each. So it's like, I don't need nearly as much, but I'm working a lot more than I did the previous two summers. So it's it's good, but I'm like, that doesn't make sense. I need less money, but I'm working more than I ever have. Um, so I'm working kind of full-time, pretty close to full-time at Top Crop. As a, I work out in the nursery with all the plants, so that's fun. I know about plants now. And then I also work at Canadian 2-for-1 Pizza. Woo! My bosses are here. <laughs> uh, so I work there a couple of days a week. Um it was funny when my mom my mom was helping me find a job in starting in April and I'm like, Okay, what I don't wanna do is I don't wanna do retail and I don't wanna do laboring work. Guess what top crop is? It's it's retail and it's laboring work. So I'm like, but I, I really enjoy it. It's fun and I get a sick tan doing it. Um okay, now we're gonna start on Jesus things. This is church. Um, so what I what I really want to talk about um, just for a bit. What time is it? Yeah. Um, is just kind of what God's been working on in me in the past year to two years, and it's kind of two different subjects. And one of them is um, trusting in Him, and the other one is uh, surrendering to Him. So I'll start with the the trust part. Um, When I, when was it, about a couple months into my first year, I got this just like, yeah, it was kind of a fear um, where I was going to run out of money. I was going to not have enough to pay for mission trips. I wasn't going to be able to pay my rent because most of you know that when I'm down there, I'm not allowed to work. Um, So I have to do all my work during the summer and rely a lot on like monthly donations from friends and family. Um. And I was just always, always concerned about, oh, am I going to have enough money to buy groceries this week? Am I going to be able to pay rent next month? Oh, utilities are double of what they normally are. What the heck? <laughs> it's like, um, and I remember my dad saying to me, he's like, were you ever scared when you were little about, like, not having enough money or that we were poor or anything? And I was like, no. And he's like, well, where did this, like, fear come from? I'm like, no freaking idea. Because it's true, like, when I was little and whatever, I was never worried about, like, my parents not being able to, like, support us or, like, pay for groceries. Like, I never went hungry when I was little, obviously. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it just kind of came out of nowhere. Um, and it even, like, it was just kind of a process throughout the past, through all of first year and last summer. Um, and, I mean, it. I didn't have any reason to be worried about money. Like, I was... The summer before my first year, I was working a lot, and people would like, what was it? I think it was around August of 2015. I got home from a trip to Calgary, and I came home, and there was a check for three grand for me. And I was like, oh, sweet. But then two weeks later, I'm like, oh, but I need money for this. And I'm like, I wasn't thinking that, oh, God just gave me three grand from somebody. He'll probably keep providing for me, He's not going to make me homeless or <laughs> starve. Um, yeah, I just have a couple of verses on trusting God. Um, Joshua 1 9, um, it's when Joshua was just pretty much given control over the Israelites. And he's kind of like freaking out, like, oh, what do I do? I don't know how to lead these people. And then Joshua 1 9 says, Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. So that was just kind of confirmation from God to Joshua that. God knew what he was doing. He picked Joshua for a reason because of the leader that he was. Um, And then Martin Luther King Jr. says, faith is taking the first step when you don't see the whole staircase. I think that's sometimes um, having faith in God and having trust in God, it kind of feels like you're like blindfolded and you're like, I don't know where I'm going. Um, And that, like, honestly, that is what it is like sometimes. Um, You don't have all the answers. He does, but he doesn't want you to know them all right away or else gonna defeat the purpose, and you just have to always be um trusting in him that he's not gonna he's not gonna leave you in a corner to fend for yourself like he's always there with you um cory Cory ten boom I don't know who that is, but this quote's good says <laughs> never be afraid to trust an unknown future to a known god um so that really like relates to how I was like last year where I had no idea what I was doing, I had no idea where money was coming from. And for the first bit I wasn't trusting it to God, like I wasn't like giving it to God. I was just kind of like pulling it all on myself like, "Oh, I'm <laughs> I'm going to be homeless, I'm going to be blah blah blah." And I w- wasn't even close to that situation. It was I was overreacting just a tad. Um but yeah, that like kind of and then I came back um Last summer, and I was like, hey, I want to have all my rent paid for before I leave, so I don't have to worry about that. I want to have my tuition paid for, so I don't have to worry about that. And I did. I got all that stuff um, taken care of before the summer through working and a lot of donations. Um, and then I was like thinking. And then my first couple months of second year, I didn't really, I was never really super concerned about money. I mean, I always text my mom, I'm like, did you put the money in for this week yet? Did you put the money in? And it's not, half of that is just because I like to bug her. Because it's, it's fun to see a reaction. Um, but in, for, when I was in first year, it was, did you put the money in yet? Because I'm scared you're not going to because I want to eat. <laughs> but it's like, oh, like, yeah. It was a lot of overreactions. But when I was, I preached a message similar to this when I went to Ireland in um, March, April. End of March, beginning of April, both. Um, and I realized that between first and second year, um, I needed to raise $3,900 for missions. Uh, first year, I went to Los Angeles, and that was $1,300. And second year, I went to Ireland, which was $2,600. So that's $3,900 American. And guess how much I paid out of my own money? $15. <laughs> so I did something, but it was like, I realized that on the, on the trip, I was like, I only paid $15 in my own money, and it wasn't like I was even close, like, I wasn't super, I mean, you guys can be the judge of this, you've seen my Facebook, but I don't, like, flood it with, support me, support me, support me, I mean, there's people who are every two hours, <laughs> like, I need $2,000 more I need $1,995 more, it's like, and it, it works for some people, but it's not something I was like, eh, I don't want to do that. But it's like, I was never, I never hit deadlines. Like, I never got to a deadline for a payment and was missing a, um, like, oh, you need to, you owe us $700 in the next week. You're not going to be able to go on the trip. I always had all the money by, like, weeks before I needed it. And it, I realized that when I was on the trip. I'm like, what the heck? Like, I have paid $15, and God has provided the other uh, $3,885 American. So that's, like, closer to $6,000. Well, it was when the exchange was that bad. Um, so it's just, it's been really cool to see how God has been um, providing for me, even when I didn't have, like, complete trust in him to know that he knew what was best for me. It was, like, really shows his... Um, the grace that he has he's like okay i know you're not perfect but here i'm going to show you what i can do and it's it was i saw what he could do and he did a lot so that's kind of the um the trust aspect of of what i've been going through in the past 2 years and the other part is surrendering so it's i've i kind of see it as um they're pretty similar um pretty similar in subject especially for what I've experienced. Um, so what does it look like to surrender? Before we can surrender to God, we need to be able to trust him. You're not going to be able to, you're not going to, be able to give everything up to someone who you don't have a relationship with. You're not just going to go up to some random, random person on the street and be like, oh, I'm going to surrender everything to you. I'm going to give you everything and let you have control of it. It doesn't work like that because you don't know who you're giving it to. So that's why relationship is key. Um, when surrendering everything to God, Proverbs three five to six says, "Trust in the Lord with all your heart; lean not on your own on your own understanding. Um, in all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will make your path straight." Um, more quotes because I love quotes. Dwight L. Moody says, "Let God have your life; He can do more with it than you can." True. <laughs> um, A. W. Tozer says, "A man or woman who is whole." Holy or joyously surrender to Christ can't make a wrong choice. Any choice will be the right one. I know it's good. That's why I picked it. (laughs) Um, Billy Sunday says, Conversion is a complete surrender to Jesus. It's a willingness to do what he wants you to do. So surrendering your life means following God's lead without knowing where he's sending you, waiting for God's timing without knowing when it'll come, expecting a miracle without knowing how God will provide, And trusting God's purpose without understanding the circumstances. Boom. (laughs) Um, To me, surrendered hearts show up. No, my mom tagged me in a post. Um, Surrendered surrendered hearts show up best in relationships. You are not self-serving. You don't edge others out. You don't demand rights. To me, the healthiest relationship we can have is our relationship with God. Um. Because you know if you're, giving, if you're giving, even if you're not giving fully to God, he's always giving fully to you. Um, like I said before, he's not going to leave you like stranded in a corner by yourself all alone. Sometimes it may feel like it, but just it's not. You've got to have perspective. <laughs> um, uh, there's a song by uh, John and Melissa Helser um, called Beautiful Surrender. And the first couple lines of the chorus go, Beautiful surrender is where I want to be. Locked into your arms for all eternity. Come and take my hand. You can lead me where you please. That beautiful surrender is chasing after me. Um, so I really think they nailed what surrender means um, in those couple of lines. Uh, once you've experienced total surrender, it really, really turns into something beautiful. Um, at first, it may seem super difficult, and and maybe it is. Uh, maybe you need to sur- surrender something you think you can't live without. That's why people like fast. It's like, oh, I can't live without food. It's like, how about you try to do it for a week? That's not for me. I fast when I sleep. <laughs> or else I get grumpy. <laughs> but I mean, even like some people, like they fast their phones for a week because... When you get to the, I don't know where I'm going with this, but um, when you get to the point where you value something more than God, it's like, okay, you're putting more trust in that object, that thing, than you are in God. And that's when you, or that's when hopefully you realize that there's something not right. If you don't, hopefully you have other people around you who realize that there's something not right, and they give you a little shot to the face. Not figuratively, not literally. Well, if it works. Um... I think one of the, one of the best uh, examples of surrender, in, or one of my favorite examples of surrender in the Bible is Genesis 22, verse 2. And it's where God tells Abraham to take his son, Isaac, um, up to the mountain and sacrifice him to God. Now, if you don't know the story, pretty much um, Isaac was like Abraham's miracle child. Like he was, I don't know how old, like 100 when he had him. So he really shouldn't have been having a kid at that age, <laughs> and God was pretty much saying, "Oh, I gave him. Now take him up and sacrifice him to me." And Abraham didn't even hesitate. He's like, "Okay, let's go, Isaac. Get the wood. We're gonna go. We're gonna go do this." Um, and I think there. I mean, there's no way Isaac didn't know what was happening. I mean, he was probably a pretty, pretty smart kid, um, and I really think he had as much faith as his father did. Um, now, in the end, obviously, the whole, the whole thing was kind of a test for Abraham um, to see, like, how much faith he had and how much trust he could have in God. Um, and God saw that he would, he would even surrender his, his only son that he loved arguably more than anything other than God himself. He saw that he would, would have sacrificed him just because God told him to. So I think that's pretty cool. Um, surrender defines as ceasing resistance and submitting to authority. Uh, we need to stop resisting God and allow him to work 100% in our lives. He's not going to force us to surrender. That's why he gives us a choice. He's not going to, that's why we're not robots. Um, like when God created the earth, he could have just made us all like, like robot slaves, people that just kind of do whatever we want, like walk around. We don't have a choice in anything. Um... But he chose to give us our own like free will, our own our own choice on whether or not we even follow him, um, if we even believe in him. Um, so yeah, when we surrender, when we surrender to him, we don't just we don't just surrender, or he doesn't just take all the good things like our finances and our possessions and even like our families. Um, he even takes all the all the bad stuff and all the all the stuff we don't want to deal with, all the stuff that's like weighing us down. Um, so, like, for me, uh, what did I surrender to? I, like, my fear of not having enough, um, money to get through the school year. Um, just, like, uh, I had a lot of anxiety over this past year, and I just, in, around February, February was kind of the, the magic month. <laughs> um, but I, like, surrendered all that to him. I had a lot of, um, unforgiveness in my life, and that was one thing that my my pastor Jordan really helped with, um, one of the main things he actually um, speaks on is forgiveness. And I remember one day in school, I'm like, hey, freaking, this is dumb. I need to, how do I forgive forgive this person? Blah blah. blah, blah. This, I think that was on like a Sunday. Monday in school, I see that my pastor is on the schedule to speak in front of the school. And he gets up on stage. He's like, hey, I'm gonna be talking about forgiveness. I'm like, no, crap, no, I was kidding, I don't want to hear this, blah, blah, blah. I was not happy for that day. Um, so what, I'm, rabbit trail. I, I wasn't planning on talking about this, but, you know. Um. So one of the things Jordan said was forgiveness is an occasional act, or is not an occasional act, it's a permanent attitude. Um, so I think that you can't just, like, pick and choose when you forgive someone. You have to, like, if you're going to forgive one person, you have to forgive another person. You don't necessarily have to trust them. Like, if they do something to completely destroy your trust. The Bible doesn't say anything about trusting. You have to trust everyone. Like, I'm not going to trust some random guy on the street. Like, I'm not going to give him, like, I don't know, $1,000 to be like, hold on, this, hold on to this for a while. And I'm going to come back and get it in a random time. You're not going to do that with a random person. Or maybe you do, but I wouldn't. <laughs> um. Pretty much, Jordan. He like told a story about. I don't want to steal his story, so I won't. Um, but pretty much, he had a lot of, a lot of like bitterness over, um, like he completed all three years of, um, of Bethel, and, like a lot of people, um, he was, hoping to like finish all three years and like get asked to, get have a job there and whatever, and he didn't. Like he had a bunch of a bunch of his friends did. I don't know if you guys know who Chris Cruz is um he was a second year pastor now he's head of their young adults group um he got offered a job when he was as a second year revival group pastor when he was my age um and he was he's one of Jordan's best friends and Jordan he was saying um he was in he went to study theology at Simpson University which is a university in Reading um and he was sitting in class in class one day just like miserable and really not happy um And God spoke to him, like, in class, and he's like, a happy heart is one of thankfulness and celebration. (laughs) And he told him, he's like, I want you to say that out loud. And he's, like, in the middle of a lecture in class, and he's like, no, I'm not going to do that. A couple minutes go by, he's like, God's like, a happy heart is one of thankfulness and celebration. He's like, I'm not going to say it. What the heck? Go away. And then finally, he's like, a happy heart is one of thankfulness and celebration. He's like, no, say it louder. And he just like screams it out in class. Everyone like looks at him. He's like, uh, uh, and he like runs away, runs out of class. Um, and yeah, I don't wanna, I don't wanna dig into his story too much because it's, it's his and it's not mine to share. Um, but one of the things he told us in his in his sermon at school was, um, like he said he wanted us to like close our eyes, um, and like get like pictures of all the people who we. Have unforgiveness towards, and as their kind of like faces are like floating by, it's like say to them, "I forgive you and I release you of my bitterness." And I was like, I had a, some people like in my head like, "Oh, I forgive you and I release you of my bitterness," and it like didn't feel like it was genuine. I'm like, "Hey, what the heck?" And then like during worship, like Jordan spoke, and then we had worship. Um, so the whole time in worship, I'm just like sitting on the floor like trying to forgive people, and. This was uh, this was actually the day before I had my meeting with Jordan um, about where I thought I was a mess and that I thought I needed fixing. Um, and I'm like trying. One of my best friends is like, Zach, are you okay? I'm like, I don't know. I don't really know what's happening. And I I was trying. I was like, what's the quote? I forgive you and I release you of all my bitterness. I'm like said it like probably 50 times and it wasn't working. Like it, you say it, but you know you do know, It doesn't. Like it didn't feel like I meant it, which is kind of weird, because it's like you think I'd want to mean it, which I did, but it wasn't working um so then we had uh, I think Chris spoke next, and I was just like not in the mood. I was just, like not happy, I was like staring angrily into the corner, like I want to forgive them, but I can't next day I went home, or that night I went home <laughs> I was like, yeah, there was a that was not a great afternoon for me. But the next day, I had my meeting with Jordan. He's like, oh, how's it going? Um, how's life? I'm like, oh, it sucks. Blah, blah, blah. Told, explained to him a bunch of stuff. He's like, okay, so whenever I have issues with unforgiveness, I just think to myself, I'm like, whoops. he's like, I just think to myself, how did Jesus forgive the world for killing him? I was like, uh, what? <laughs> and it's like, the the world literally Stuck Jesus on a cross, nailed him, nailed him to the cross, and I hung him up. And he's like, "Nah, it's cool. Forgive you. I'm actually gonna die for all of you, so that don't have to, um, so that you don't have to, I don't know, sacrifice animals and stuff anymore. That now you just a lot easier process to accept Jesus now than it was back then. Um, so yeah, that's what Jordan told me. I don't know how I got there. Uh, I was talking about surrender. Oh yeah, because surrendered my unforgiveness to Jesus and it worked because now I'm I've been since since that meeting with Jordan I've been um I don't know the happiest I've been in a long time and it's just been a really great however many months that is seven months eight months um and even like when I'm working like the first first three weeks at Top Crop was brutal on my body (laughs) because I was like out of shape and I was not used. To, I hadn't worked in nine months, and I'm like, oh, it's hard, it's hot. And that, and that wasn't even that hot. There was only like 27 then, and now it's friggin' 36. It's brutal. I don't like the heat. Um, but yeah, so that's just kind of what I've been going through the past two years, and especially the last four or four, five months. Um, so yeah, I just have something, if you guys want to stand... We're going to do a little repeat after me because those are cool. Um, so this is, this is like a, a prayer of complete surrender to God. So just repeat after me. <laughs> I lay my life at your feet. And I offer you all that I am. May my feet follow your leading. May my mind be renewed with your truth. May my heart be full of your grace. May my words be full of your wisdom. May my mind be full of your truth. May my dreams be full of your vision. And my soul filled with your peace. I lay my life at your feet and offer you all that I am. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to our Sermon of the Week. Our desire is that you will be changed by the love of the Father and the power of His presence. For more information about House of Hope, visit us at www.ihope.today.